Welcome to the All Around Wellness Podcast, where we believe self-deception is killing your productivity, distractions are inevitable, and creating a clear behavior-focused plan in every area of your life is the key to reaching your long-term goals. Hey everyone, welcome back for this episode. We have Chaney Kaufman. She's a longtime friend. We went to, went to college together, um, but she's a woman's sexual health educator and a leader of a six-figure team. Um, her job is to help women feel more confident in their own bodies and in and out of the bedroom. She also empowers women to start their own business and become their own catalyst of change in their life to reach the level of success they desire. So as you can see, she's a very driven person, and that's really why I wanted to get her on. Is she's very... Um, she's got a purpose behind what she's doing, and uh, and e- e- even though it may be a unique position, she's really done well with it over the last seven years and, and taken it and run with it. So I, re- I really enjoyed the conversation we had, and I hope you get a lot out of it. We, we talked a little bit about our background um, together as wildlife management majors and kind of where we are now um, and the importance of trying to figure that out before you go to college. Um, and that's why I've um, kind of added a part of my business to do some career coaching with the youth and college students to help them kind of pick their brain a little bit, start thinking about why they're going to college and what they really want to do. Um, and see if we can at least get a little closer to um, their true passion and then maybe dig into their um, into their their reach and see if we can't find a way to um, get them involved with that industry so that we can help them um, kind of make that decision a little better because um, a lot of people tend to um, want to change their, their degree just like me and, and Chaney did and we kind of talked about that a little bit but again we go into a lot of different com- parts, parts of this conversation but I wanted y'all to hear from her because she's done a lot of success and um, and it's just something that's really um, kind of it just shows that you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. Um, anyway, I hope y'all. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for joining me today. I uh, I was looking forward to it. I know we we had met in college and um, kind of went through college together. Both have wildlife degrees and we're both not doing anything related to wildlife. So I mean, you may still be doing some voluntarily, but um, I know you were the last couple of years, but are you still doing any of that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I like kayaking and <laughs> I'll do that. And I, and I like going to the lake, but that's about it as far as uh, being directly involved with it. Awesome. Uh, well, why don't we just start with um, just introduce yourself and um, kind of go over your backstory and kind of what made you start to get into the, the profession you're in now? Yeah, so my name is Chaney Kaufman, and I have now had my business for a little over seven and a half years. I actually started in January 2013, and I guess I'd have to preface my backstory with saying that, like, my upbringing, I was raised very much Southern Baptist, very uh, raised very conservative and sheltered. Um, I feel like that has a lot to do with my story. Um, but fast forward, um, I was going to, uh, I was in college going to Tarleton and I was a full-time student 
there and I actually got invited to a fun girls night and that's where I first like like basically found my business um, but I fell in love with the like sexual health education side of it because I feel as women and me being a raised very Southern Baptist and not getting that information, not getting that education, it was never talked about in home or in school. So when I went to this party, I was just like, what is this whole new world that I'm being opened up to? And I feel like I wasn't the only woman. Like I knew I had, I couldn't be the only woman that was feeling that way um, and that was starving for that education. So I, um, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of started like, it started the wheels turning. I'm like, this could be something that I could take and run with. Yeah. I think the, you know, there's a, a whole mis miscommunication or um, misdirection, whatever you want to call it. But with parents today, like they just don't want to talk about it and um, they don't want to educate their, their kids and any of that. And um, especially in the, you know, the Baptist world, uh, we won't, we won't get into that too much, but, um, th th there's just a lot of like, they'll figure it out on, on their own type of thing. And that can push people down a, the wrong path. Um, and that's where for us, you know, I mean, I know my, my kid is turning 10, my oldest is turning 10 in two months. So there's a, um, there's going to be a few conversations here soon. I'm sure that, that are going to need to be had, but, um, so Anyway, I, I'm after you know seeing you go through all this last few years. I was just really intrigued with um, kind of your process. I wanted to wanted to ask you a bunch of questions. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I totally came for all of it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, what what you started in January of 2013 was in your mind. Was it just a a side thing to make a little extra money, or, or was it something that you really wanted to push long term? So when I initially started, I, I mean, I obviously was a broke college student. So like the money aspect of it, I was like, that's not a bad thing because broke and college always go together. Yeah. Uh, but also, I mean, since I was full time, I didn't really have time for a part time job because I couldn't choose the hours. They obviously give you what part time hours they are. So I was like, well, that's not going to work. So, um, whenever I heard, you know, like you can, I could work whenever I was available. It was very flexible. I was like, you know what? Like, I just really think that this could be something cool. And in the beginning, it was really just like an extra 200 bucks here and there. Like, and I would get done with like a presentation and then I'd meet as perfect timing to meet all my friends at the bar. And they're like, shots on Chaney because she made money tonight and we're still broke. So I was like, all right, I'll buy all some pickle shots. No big deal. Um, <laughs> <so> yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, it wasn't like, it wasn't this like big thing, but I was like this, it, it just continued to, it just continued to be more than what I expected. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's, that's it, typically how, how it goes, especially with those types of businesses, especially, I mean, even if you're, I mean, a lot of people don't like make the success that you're making now, or they don't have that success. Um, and like you said earlier before, you know, we started recording here, but you, you said that, um, you know, you, you get out what you put into it. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 a lot of times it turns into more than a side gig or just a startup type of thing because you, it's passionate. Like you're passionate about it and you really love what you're doing. And so you just want to do it more and more and more. 
Um, and so that's that's kind of where where you're at. But I wanted to go back to um, discussing the college degree. So I don't know if you know much about what I'm doing, but I'm I'm talking to are trying to get in front of students, like high school students, early college students, to help them kind of see like what what do they want to do, what are their passions and their strengths and stuff like that, so that maybe they can prevent from going to school and, and spending the money on a degree that they don't use. <laughs> like I mean, we're both in that position, and I think a lot of people are. Now we can always say that we've um, we we use some of the the skills that we learned in college, whether it's time management or you know, just management of, of school in our own lives, but um, we can do that at the same time, getting a degree that we're going to use. But so I wanted to go back and say, you know, discuss that college choice, the, the, the degree choice that you had um, versus where you are now. Um, yeah, so I, I obviously chose wildlife management just because originally I was like, I don't ever want to feel stuck inside, so stuck inside an office building, stuck inside a cubicle, like that felt very claustrophobic to me, so I was like, wildlife, I'm outside, how can I be more free, and also another important thing that I loved about that career choice was, for me, specifically being a woman, that's a very male-dominated field, and so I wanted to be that face for women to be like, hey, we can do this too. And like, basically, you know, give women uh, more of a women empowerment thing. And I, and really, that's really what I do now. So it actually really translates beautifully just to different industry, different things. Uh, But honestly, like you said, of what you're doing, I wish that I could have known there were other options. I think that the current system of Um, not schooling, because I think that you do learn a lot of great things from school and college, but if there could be more um, options as far as like, you may want to look more towards this degree if you think about doing this type of career or anything like that, having just more options in general, because I think it's very kind of like, it's becoming archaic if if you think about it, of how people are like, go to college, you need to get a job, and this is what you do. But that's not how it is nowadays. Like there's so many successful entrepreneurs that you know had we known that was an option we would have probably chosen more business uh a business degree or business classes i've actually been looking to go back in to school even some online schooling for some business classes and like economics and stuff like that just knowing how to really like like scalability and all of those things that like we don't that you wouldn't learn in a regular degree yeah for sure there is a lot of private um just a side note there, but there is a lot of private organizations that help with that. And that is their business to help other businesses do that. So um, I can share some of that um, with you if you'd like to, but um, I mean, it's the same thing with, with me was, you know, I, I just couldn't see myself sitting in a desk or inside all the time. So I went to the wildlife field and, and all the, all the while, like I would love to do some of that, but the more I got into I got, once I graduated, I got into doing some of it. I got into, um, you know, I worked at a, a service water company where we managed fish and ponds and stuff like that. For I worked there for five and a half years, but the only reason I stayed so long was because I love the business aspect of it, and I learned so much in that in that time. So it pushed me to, um, you know, dive into business, the business side of it, and I didn't. I don't even want to go back to the wildlife stuff. So. Um, kind of what made me start my business and get it going but 
Um, and that's what I want to help. You know, a lot of the things I know about myself and, and where I'm strong at or I'm good at, I can go back to high school and college and see, look at those jobs and go, okay, I was succeeded in that job because of X and that's what I'm good at. Now the job may have sucked, um, you know, making pizzas or delivering pizzas is not fun, but um, there's certain things in there that I can see that I can find. And that's what I want. I'm helping students try and see early so that maybe they, maybe they have a hidden passion for business and they're taking, they're going in for an art degree or, you know, whatever, not, not downing any art degrees. I'm just not an art person. So, um, but they, uh, I, I'm just, I, I want to help them do that so that they can maybe at least avoid the, the complete dis derail of their degree and learn, learn stuff that may be more applicable to that if they decide to go to college. A lot of people aren't even going anymore because it's not not needed. But, um, yeah. Uh, so you kind of answered the kind of talking about why you picked wildlife management. Um, the the whole concept. Do you like? Do you think at that point when you chose wildlife management, do you think that like you knew for sure that's what you wanted, or was it just kind of that? I guess I'll do this because I don't want to do X. Yeah, I kind of, it, it's actually funny that you asked that because towards the end of my degree, um, fun little fact, I actually, you know, failed the second chemistry in college. <laughs> so they let me uh, replace that with geology. Well, while I was taking that geology class, I was like, oh my gosh. I want to be a marine archaeologist, but that's like a whole separate degree because I was like, I want to go discover lost cities and find the rest of Titanic or you know stuff like that. And I and I literally had I remember calling my mom. I was like, maybe I should like do this, and she was like, you're about to graduate. Why would you change that? Like, can you choose a master in that? And I was like, I guess. But then I was like, wait, how do I make money in that? I don't really know. So maybe that's not a good thing to do. Um, so like at that time, like it was more of just like, it was something that sounded fun. Um, I will say like, I was good at what I did, but it was mainly because of my book smart in it. Like there were, there were things that I knew just because I learned it in school that came more naturally to other people in that field. And so yeah. I kind of always felt like an imposter. Honestly, I felt like, I mean, I knew what I was talking about because I learned it, but it wasn't like this natural thing that just like I already knew. And it was like, this, this is obviously why this works this way. It was just like a book smart thing for me. And so I, I guess I always kind of felt like I was like, had the imposter syndrome. Like, I don't think I'm really supposed to be here. <laughs> like after I finally got into it. And so I think that's why I only stuck around for three years in that field. No, oh, yeah. So did, did you leave that your senior year, I guess, did you move or leave that field? So, um, so I graduated, uh, 2013 and I actually quit working for the state and for like fisheries, um, September, 2016. Okay. So three uh, years as a professional after graduating. Yes, 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 yes. Well, like I, said, I thought we graduated the same year, which we did, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, that's so that's a interesting, interesting idea. Like you felt it wasn't like the, the right fit for you, I guess. So you're kind of constantly thinking, you know, what, what what else is out there? What else can I do? Because 
not really feeling it. And it makes you think like, um, and I don't know your debt situation with student loans and stuff, but I know I've got a, a blog out on my website that is, it talks about career um, choice. And, you know, part of it is people, there's nurses and doctors that'll go to school three years in like, okay, this isn't for me, but now they're a hundred grand in debt. So the only way to pay that off is to become a doctor or a nurse and, and go do that. And so they have to finish the degree. Like you said, like you're almost graduating. So why change now? Um, and that's kind of a whole thought process of let's kind of be a little more focused going in, or maybe even wait a year after you graduate high school, figure out really what you want to do, get out in the world a little bit. And um, I don't know why we, they push us to jump into college and go through it and just get a, just to, just to get a degree to say you have a degree. Um, but that was one of the things, cause, and, and it's going to tie all into to the success that you're having now in my head, because, you know, you, you have this degree that people we, we've been pushed to do, but you have success separate from that degree. And that's what's that's what's uh, incredible to me. Um, and so, I uh, kind of jumping back to your side gig that when you started, it was just kind of a, a way to make a little extra money, and, and it was interesting to you. And um, what was the moment that you decided to make it your full time thing? Um, and it may have been you know a few years into it um, rather than right off the bat, but yeah. So. I had it, you know, all through college and then partially into my career after graduating um, as a professional in the wildlife industry. I always had it. Like I always had it as my, it, I guess it was kind of always a plan B, like for whenever wildlife just wasn't my thing anymore. But I ended up, like I said, going full time with my business uh, where when I quit the wildlife field, uh, September 2016 that's when I went full time. And there was a lot of factors that went into that too, though. Um, I felt like, like I said, I felt like an imposter, but I just became stagnant in the wildlife industry. I was less fulfilled. I, I felt like I was always in a bad mood at work. And there was also pay inequality, which I feel was due to gender because I had a male um, counterpart technician that I had more experience in, I had previously already been working for the state. He had no prior work history with the state and he is making more money than me. And I was just like, this really upsets me. <laughs> like this is pissing me off. So, uh, that was like, those were some things that went into it. But then also, uh, my family was going through some hard times and I, this is at, at this time I was working at the Possum Kingdom fish hatchery. And so I was like, you know what? Like I need to move closer to home. I need to be close to them so I can help them out. And that was kind of like, usually it's a, I don't want to say a traumatic or tragic event, but usually it's something big that makes people leap into it full time versus just choosing like, you know what? I kind of think that we should do this full time now. Like it's usually a, a bigger circumstance that you're like, okay, this is do or die. This is what I'm going to do because this business is going to provide everything I need as far as flexibility, helping my family. I'll be able to um, help watch my niece and nephew, like things like that. So I just automatically was like, all right, well, here, here's the time. No time yeah. like the present. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and, and like you said, it usually comes as a big event because people don't want to leave the comfortability of a, especially a state job 
Um, I, I can't tell you how many times people told me I was stupid for, for taking a private job rather than a state job because they get better retirement and all this other crap. And I mean, I made more money than my boss at the state job in two years. So Yeah. Uh, everybody would everybody always say that about the benefits. They're like the benefits for the state. And I'm like, do you, yeah, I see those benefits coming out of my check every month. Like what? Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. You make your own benefits uh, with them with more money that you make in, in the private or in your own um, business and stuff. So it, it just, it, messes with your mind to have that comfortability because nobody wants to get out and do something different. They just want that comfort job and the state, what they call stable and um, all that mess, but it's only stable until you lose it um, or the government shuts down or they lay off. They have to lay off because the budget cuts or whatever it may be. Um, and I mean, it, it's, that's the same in the private world too. Is As long as you work for somebody, you know, you're, your job is not stable. You're, you're only as stable as your ability to create an income. And so it's, um, and that's what, you know, the flexibility of having your own business gives you, gives you the ability to go to um, Florida for a week or however long you're over there. Yeah. I, I'm over here just like preach, preach, because literally any job, like people do say, use that word stable and like stability. I need a, like it's, they try to say it's a constant, but like we found so quickly with, how 2020 started like obviously everything got flipped upside down and they should understand now okay maybe your job isn't as stable as you thought because maybe you got let go maybe your partner did maybe maybe you got your hours cut and that severely hurts I mean your you your family everybody so it's like you you really just need to be your own boss <laughs> yeah absolutely so I mean side question on that did how did um COVID, so to speak, how did that affect your business? Yeah, so in my business, we actually thrived uh, during um, yeah. economic home, hard right? Yeah, during economic, economic hardships during uh, the pandemic, like our business has absolutely thrived because um, it's a very flexible business plan that can be in person or virtual or online. Um, we pivoted really quickly, I think with um, some other, like some other companies did as well. Some other companies weren't able to pivot as quickly and they weren't able to bounce back from it, but we definitely did. And, and through our business, I like to say that our business is like a vice business. So for instance, I mean, what are people going to be doing when things get tough and all you're stuck inside you're gonna keep drinking and doing all your vices that you love. So, uh, yeah, we definitely saw a huge increase. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for those that know me, they know, I mean, my, my last year has been, a um, up and down really high, really low <laughs> valleys, I guess you'd call them. But I lost that, that job at the private, in the biomedics were in the surface water world in October of last year and, um, had all this goals and I was going to be making six figures and, and then all of a sudden it's gone. and that really opened my eyes to, I thought I had a stable job. Like the, the Monday that I started that week, I was like, there's no way like he's letting, you know, I'm getting let go for any, you know, for whatever reason. And then come, come Thursday or Friday, he tells me that I may not be here Monday. And uh, so long story short, I mean, lost that. And that's kind of what pushed me into starting my own business. And, um, 
but it's just really opened my eyes to that ability to um, be my own stability, I guess. And I'm working towards that still. Um, but did you um, did you have any doubt early on that you could do your own thing? Is that why maybe it took so long to kind of step out? Um, I think that really in the beginning it was it was since it was just this like side thing so I was going to college it was more or less just like learning everything I could and plugging into everything that I could um I just but I never even whenever I would hear the like hear the word no or if somebody you know wasn't interested in what I was offering I just kept going I just never quit like there was never a time that I thought like, oh, this just, this just doesn't work. I'm done. I like, I never thought that I was just like, okay, well on to the next one. Uh, cause something that my mentor always told me, um, some will, some won't. So what? <laughs> and that's just yeah. all it is. Like it, it, it's not a personal thing. And I never took no as personal. Like it, it's not, no, they hate me. It was always usually just a no, not right now. And yeah. later on down the road, when they were ready, when they saw, like, I mean, business, I'm serious. Then they were coming to me and then I didn't even have to approach anybody about it. Uh, yeah. But also I feel, um, I feel like businesses were different back then compared to now. And I say back then it's only been like seven and a half years, but um, social media definitely has such a, a pool these days. Um, and Absolutely. I think, to me, I feel like people are a lot more sensitive these days. I don't know why I feel that way, but I'm just like, get your big girl panties on. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, but really, like, I it's it's just kind of different. Um, it definitely, social media can definitely be something that can really help a business if you do it right. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people that are trying to be copycat or trying to be something that they're not, and they just literally need to go back to just being themselves. And that's really all you need to do because what makes you special is only special to you. And that's why people love you. So like, just do more of that. Just do more of you. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, that's something that I've had to learn as I start this business is, you know, I do finance, financial coaching, but there's a lot of people that do that. Um, but I got to remember that nobody's going to do it like I'm going to, or nobody's going to talk to this couple and help them communicate like I would. Um, and so there's, there's that value that I can bring that's unique to, from everybody. So, and that's what you gotta, anybody's gotta realize, no matter if they're in a business working for somebody or working for themselves or starting their own thing, like you can, you're going to do it differently. Um, you can take advice from others and, and, um, grow that way, but you also have to remember, do it your way because that's that's who you are. Um, I, t I had a, a guest on my podcast last week as a fitness guy, and he was talking about how he gets his clients to um, kind of get started on the process. And he, you know, basically coaches them to find their self, find the love for their self before they can even start working out. Because if they don't do that, they never get the, um, they don't get the, the the why behind it like you know why am i why do i work out why do i do the hard stuff to work out and eat right if um i don't love myself because if you don't love yourself you're just basing it off of motivation and that motivation is going to die off eventually this is the same with business if you don't have a reason 
or a why behind it, um, it kind of tends to want to die off and you don't have that, you lose that uh, purpose, I guess. Uh, maybe the purpose is really the what we're what we're looking for, but uh, again, you know, most people start um, the businesses that you're in. Those types um, of businesses, they aren't. Most of them aren't successful, and they maybe make a little bit of money here or there, um, and, and but only a handful make the the kind of money that you're starting to make. And what would you? attest to that and then what made what gave you the confidence to keep pushing so i think that a lot of people just aren't willing to do the work to be honest like they they say they're for it they say they're about it and then whenever they see that there's actually work involved they're like oh i thought like i didn't have to do anything and i would make money okay well i don't know any business that's like that so we find that you let me know boo because of any business I don't care who you are uh, you're gonna have to put in work like you're gonna have to do the training because you need to learn what to say what you're doing what your product is if there's a product available what your service is if you're offering a service like you have to know the ins and outs of it and you have to be willing to put in the time to do that and that kind of goes back to your why like I mean, literally, like I've always heard, if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. And I actually read a book and I cannot remember the name of the book right now. I know it's on my bookshelf over here right now, but I can't see it. But basically it was saying that you need to take your why like seven layers deep. So if you're saying, you know, like, why do you want to make money? Because I want to pay my bills. Why do you want to pay your bills? And then you just keep going down like, why, 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 why? And then it becomes a heartfelt soulful reason for why you're doing anything that you're doing um and i just think that i just think that people are just taking things for such such surface value and they're not believing in themselves enough and they're listening to people who don't have the things that they want and i'm like why would you ever take advice from somebody that's somewhere that you don't want to be like (laughs) that is literally the dumbest thing ever like and even when it comes to investing in some of these businesses, like I've seen, you know, like even people that are starting like a Starbucks franchise, restaurants like that, friends that are doing that. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And then there's friends that are starting a business for like maybe 500 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. And they act like they have to ask their lawyer, their doctor, their neighbor, their uncle Bob, who doesn't have a dime to his name. They're like, is this a smart business decision? Like asking people that it doesn't even like, they shouldn't even be asking. And I'm just like, don't do that. (laughs) Like like if they're not where you want to be, don't ask them for for advice. And it's just simple as that. It's like asking the the financial planner that's in um, in over his head and debt and then IRS, IRS debt and back taxes. And it's like, what is he going to tell you? Like, he can tell you to do it the way he did. And you, you want that? Like, it doesn't make any sense, but, um, and I think also that, on that, like, go ahead. I, I was just saying, and on that too, like people have to understand, like, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. So like, if you time. want it's so true like if you want to make a drastic change you have to make a drastic change like and I've and I'm very spiritual too and so I'm very big in like the law of attraction but like there's also the law of action you have to put in the action that matches what you want to attract like what things do you need to do to become the person 
like the best version of you that has those things that you want. So for instance, if I, you know, part of my vision is like, I want to be on a yacht or I want to be on a jet, or maybe I'm with somebody who has those things, but still I got on them. So that's still part of the vision. Uh, Like, what is that? What is that version of me doing? Who are they talking to? Who are they friends with? You know, and like the people that I'm surrounding myself with aren't going to be some like bottom feeder people. Like I want to be around the people that are are you know talking the talk and walking the walk (laughs) yeah i mean you are who you hang around with so you i mean your income correlates to the top five people that you see the most or that you hang out with the most and so if you don't want to make thirty thousand, then don't hang around people that are making thirty thousand. like step it up a little bit um, you know kind of move up in the world so to speak but that's um you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So you got to, I mean, I say that all the time. I, I mean, I, it's something that I tried to teach the guys that I was training at that other job and some of them just didn't care and they just went along life to, to whatever. I mean, you know, their, their motivation was to pay the bills, but to pay the bills was, you know, them living paycheck to paycheck and, struggling the whole time so um that, that was their um but i couldn't get it past their head to think above that and go above and beyond and think more of purpose and why and that type of thing but i mean there's just some people that don't want to think that way but um so how would you say you kind of overcame the doubt or the um you know you you didn't necessarily say you had a lot of it but the i mean we all tend to have, especially starting a business, like, okay, can I do this? I guess the self-confidence, the, um, the self-limiting beliefs, as you would call them, um, how do you overcome those? Yeah, and I, I also kind of forgot to say, like, as far as, like, the doubt or whatever, I did have, like, my, my dad did doubt me in the beginning, and that was actually a huge thing because especially, you know, having such a close family member that, doesn't believe in you you're like it puts a lot of doubt in your head because you're like oh maybe they're right um but I honestly I distanced myself from my dad because he made comments that like I would never say to a child of my own knowing that like whatever my child that I have one day um or even to my niece and nephew I would never place a doubt in their mind or think that they or tell them they couldn't do something. So I chose to distance myself from my dad. We have a much better relationship now because he's seen what I can do with this business. And I like the day that I drove up to his house and I had my new F two fifty, he was just like, Whoa, what uh? <laughs> so I was like, okay, exactly. Um, but you know, it's one of those things that like it, it might happen. Like people that are listening to this, like they might have a close family member that um and maybe they're not able to distance themselves from it, but like I was, I was able to like, you know, like, Hey, if you're, if you don't have anything nice to say to me, can't say anything at all. Like, you know, like if I wouldn't take it from a friend, I sure as hell shouldn't take it from a family member because like they should be the most supportive. But, um, but with that, like, I just knew like, I like to overcome that doubt though, was a lot of reading, a lot of, um, working like self, um, self-growth like I read a lot of business books a lot of like I, I'm very spiritual so I read a lot about like like Deepak Chopra is like one of my favorites too but a lot of positive things going in and that's kind of like what I'm my journey that I'm on now I guess 
but reading and podcasts and there's a lot of positive um, speakers on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, just like staying in my own lane and keeping my vision larger in life. So I think it's important for people to understand that vision and goals are different. Goals are something that are attainable that you achieve. And the vision is supposed to always stay larger than where you're at. You should never achieve your vision because it should continue to grow with you. Absolutely. So having, having that huge vision, I think really helps. And then focusing on those goals. And it actually becomes like a game for me whenever I make my goals. Like, I mean, I'll do a whole yearly business plan and have an idea of like where I want to be within a year or like, you know, and break down my months. And then, and then whenever I'm about to hit, like go into the next month, I'm breaking down my weeks, my day, like, okay, who, what do I need to be doing to hit these goals? And it becomes a game. I'm like, okay, can I do it sooner? Can I hit it faster? <laughs> like, yeah. then I'm like, you know, it's like when you have like an ETA for like on your GPS and you're like, you mean time to beat. <laughs> that's what <I> mean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's, that's that's a good way to think about it though no i'm yeah i'm the same way like and i think you saying it just kind of hits even more home to me but like when i first started even in the wildlife field most a lot of people were like you can't have a successful career in that field like what are you like what are you doing and i know people in particular that, that told me that but i'm not gonna not gonna name them but they <laughs> now they now realize or even when i was at the the service water company because it was similar related to a wildlife feel i guess um but i, I was very successful i mean i started making uh, quite a bit of money and was pushing six figures um before i left but the, just the success and and that kind of shut them up and so now with me starting the new business nobody's really telling me that i can't do it they're just not they're not very they're not being very enthusiastic about like encouraging me but they're just not saying anything i think they've grown to know that i'm too stubborn to to accept their that their their negative negativity and i'm just going to stay in my own lane and that's what we we typically or what i typically do is like you said you just stay focused on what you're doing and grow by reading and um listening podcasts like i don't listen to a lot of music i listen to podcasts and i read like it's that's all i do um there's a, a quote and I can't I think can't think of the guy's name. Uh maybe it's I think it's Charlie Tremendous Jones and he says that you're you know, what you'll be in five years are encompassed by the books you read and the people you meet today. And so your only difference from today in five years is the people you read or people you meet and the books you read. And so you're trying to kind of keep your mind um like learning more, growing more. And you can't do that just sitting back and being the person that says, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to put in the effort that it takes to, you know, grow a company or because it's not like you hear all the overnight success, the 20 year, they took 20 years and now they're an overnight success. And I want to be that overnight success. And, you know, you go back and it took them years. Even, you know, here lately, I've been hearing a lot of stories about these people that they you know did an online course or they you know built an online course and they sold they went from you know making five grand to now making 150 or 200 based on this online course but it took them 10 years to build up the confidence and the the knowledge and that stuff to make that online course and so it it's still not an overnight success maybe that one course was but 
the knowledge that went into that course is, was built over time. So I think we get too wrapped up in wanting the the quick fix, so to speak. But For sure. And I always tell even like um, the women that I help on my team, like, I just don't like, it's a roller coaster. Like literally it's an entrepreneur r- roller coaster. Darren Hardy wrote a book. It's called entrepreneur roller coaster. I think that every entrepreneur should read it, whether you're thinking about being one or if you already are one, um, because you have to, it, that's just how it is. I mean, and it's the same part as life. Like even whenever there's like the stressful valleys in life, you know, that you're about to go up 10 times. So like, I always say like 15% of life is shit. So whenever that's happening, welcome it in, welcome it all in, get it done with. So then you can move past it. Um, But uh, yeah, I just tell these girls like, it's a roller coaster. You got to stay excited for the ride. (laughs) Like it's going to be interesting. (laughs) You can't have the ups if you don't have the downs. So absolutely. You have to go through and that's where we learn probably two times more going through the crap that we have to go through. um, than if it was all, you know, you know, all easy going and nothing was a, a big push. So if you want to push yourself through anything, then you'll never push yourself to be someone else that, that you're not today. So I think that's the, the even though it doesn't, it's not fun, that, that 15% is critical. Um, it, you have to go through it. But mm-hmm. um, We kind of talked about goals, but how big of a part is goal setting for you and your business? Oh my gosh, I just literally like do or die like I don't think that anybody could have a business without them because I mean like you have to know how to get to where you're going if you plan on getting there and that's what goals are they're just breaking down those those steps to where you want to be in 30 days 60 days 90 days five years whatever it is um and like I said combining that with vision will just keep you moving forward and it like it just I don't know why people get scared of the word goals and I think it's that it's fear of failure and they're like why well, I don't want to set a goal and not achieve it I think that's even better because then you can start to really break down like what you're capable of and you're like you know what did I really give it all I had like what percentage did I put in towards this last month and people are real honest with themselves and usually like whenever I ask myself that I'm like last month what was my percentage that I gave And last month I can say I gave 110%. Like I had one of my biggest months last month. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm taking my family on vacation. And that's what we did. And so now I'm like, okay, now it's go time. Let's get back to work. Like, let's go back to that hundred percent. But most people are like, okay, honestly, I probably gave like, if we're being realistic, I gave 10%. Okay. Why are you not even giving at least 50? Like you don't believe in yourself and what you have to give and offer that much. Like, you got to be, you just got to be realistic with yourself and say like, yeah, you're right. I'm not really giving that much. I, I guess I could amp it up. And even if you don't hit those goals, oh my gosh, whatever. Like then, you know, that next time, like amp up the percentage that you're giving or maybe change your goals. Maybe you're going a little too high right now. And until you can grow and elevate to that level of productivity or accomplishment, bring it down a little bit. So it's something more attainable and celebrate the small wins in between too yeah i like setting micro goals on my way to bigger goals and then also not forgetting to um like don't forget to reward yourself like it is important so even if it's as simple as like i'm gonna treat myself to 30 minutes of reading by myself uninterrupted or you know little things like that 
I think are important. Or if it's women, getting your nails done. If it's guys, if you want to go have a beer somewhere, I don't know, whatever you want to do, uh, like make time for yourself too, whenever you're achieving those things, whether they're small or big, because I think it helps the psyche to keep going and keep wanting to work towards goals. Absolutely. I think, I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth a minute ago. I mean, the micro goals are a big part of, of what I do. Like I help people take the big goal of paying off debt and, and break that down. Or even, you know, with, um, just the, the first step is to kind of create a small emergency fund and I mean, take it down. Like if it's a thousand dollar emergency fund, you know, take it down to a hundred dollars of increments and say, okay, that was my first goal this week or this, this today, I want to get a hundred dollars in, in, in the bank or, um, and it's even, um, kind of a self, a self accountability thing. Like you have to be able to build that self accountability. And early on, if you're setting a big goal, like I want to lose, I want to lose a hundred pounds. Well, like when and how quickly, I mean, and you gotta, is that your goal or is it somebody else that's telling you you need to look better or so there's a lot of factors that play in the goal setting. Um, but there's, I mean, they have to be, um, the, the, some part of it has to be reachable. Now I do a weekly self accountability document to myself basically. And I just lay out what are my goals for this week? And how did I do last week? And so I'm kind of weekly meeting with myself to, to look over that. And it helps me in the middle of the week go, no, I told myself I'm going to do this. I'm going to honor myself and I'll love myself. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier, loving yourself to, to before you can do anything. And so I'm going to love myself by honoring and doing what I said I'm going to do. Because that was a big struggle for me early on. Like even in high school, college, like I always like, I'll say something I want to do and then I'm like, whatever, it's, I, I can change that. That's me. I can change it. But then two minutes later, it's like, why did I say that? Like, no, I really wanted to do that. But in the moment I didn't want to do something or, you know, in the moment I changed my mind, but the long term was still that I wanted to do that goal or have that goal or whatever. So but those micro goals are big. And I, I'm glad that you kind of said that because they just really made it come out to me as well. But um, we are on the same page, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I like so. I mean, side question: What are the what are the top two books that you're reading right now? Top two books. I am reading um, "You Are the Universe" by Deepak Chopra, which like is a spiritual book. But I I feel like I'm combining like mind, body, and soul as far as like my like getting everything in tune will help me to be even more productive in business. Um, and I'm also reading, um, where is it? It's by Dean Graciosi, uh, millionaire success habits. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I was trying to think of earlier when I couldn't think of it. I'm reading it right now. That's the yeah. seven layers of why. Yeah. Anyways, that one too. I, uh, it reminds me of the, the seven habits of highly effective people. I can't think That's of all right there myself. Yeah. Um, I, my bookshelf's in the, in the closet there, but, um, that's one, one thing that I, I will have eventually is a full library. Cause I, I, and I didn't read in high school. That's what, something that started in college. And I read my first nonfiction financial book. And then from then on, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, so I just got so much out of it that I was missing because in high school, I, I thought reading was all this fiction, storytelling, you know, 
in my head it was just crap but i'm not saying that that that's what they are but it's just i i don't i don't get anything out of the storytelling as much um and even when they have a non-fiction book that's more of a story it kind of tends to to i lose I, I lose my attention on it and so it's hard for me to read it but um yeah the the, the book that i've been reading and which is just kind of a and i'm open to i'll read whatever but is Christy Wright's business boutique. And so it's kind of geared towards women starting their own businesses. But um, I got it for my wife to read and it was just sitting there. So I started reading it myself, but um, it's really good. I mean, it has a lot of, of um, stuff. I mean, talking about how confidence and building your own confidence and starting the business. And it, it kind of gives you the playbook of how to start the business, but, um, and get it going. But it's, it's been good. We read, we're, we're reading Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud as well. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's it's pretty good. Yes. Yes, and actually, Christy Wright, I did see her at a, um, I went to one of her conferences with uh, Dave Ramsey and, uh, uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Chris Hogan or any of those guys? Yes, that one. They're usually running <laughs> together, so. Yeah, um, that one. So I guess, you know, that's answer this answer the next question of how are you growing and learning today of reading and, and podcasting? Um, would you, do you want to add anything to that? Or is there anything out there that we didn't talk about that, that's helping you grow and learn? Um, I think that like, like I was saying, I'm kind of more on like a spiritual soul led journey right now. Cause I'm like really like tapping into like, everything that the universe has to offer uh but i'm still like i'm still plugging into any and all trainings that are available within my field um i'm continuing my um i'm actually doing an online course right now to be um it's a different certification for sexual health training and so like i'm always just trying to be better and always listening to something so for instance when i'm doing like mindless tasks or if I'm processing orders, shipping stuff out, like I have something playing on my TV, like as far as like on our YouTube channels, like I have like several people that I follow, like I'm just always making sure good is coming in yeah. uh, because the second that I start allowing the negativity to come in, then like more and more starts like spilling in. So I'm, I literally try to like build up my positivity guard and force field. So like nobody can affect me no matter what. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and even whenever bad, bad things, I say that in like quotations, uh, come at you, you have to also, also understand like everything happens for you, not to you. And I used to be the opposite. I used to think the opposite and I'm like, why is this happening to me? Life is unfair. Blah, blah, blah. Life is unfair for everybody. It's, I'm not special. It's not just being specially unfair to me. It happens to everybody. So when I realize and stop and think, I'm like, okay, why is this circumstance happening for me? And it's literally like being your own psychologist sometimes and breaking things down, just like you would break it down for somebody else that was in the business or needed help with something. You just got to break it down for yourself and be like, okay, why is this happening? This is trying to teach me something. So either I am going on the wrong path and I need to go the other way or you know, whatever hint the universe is trying to give me, I'm like trying to listen for those things. And I think people would, if they would stop and listen and pay attention more often and be in the moment, 
they would hear those hints and they'd be like, oh, maybe this opportunity popped up because <laughs> I'm supposed to take it. Like, yeah. it's not, it all is happening for a reason. Like, it's happening for you people. <laughs> so, like, to, I mean, jump into it. Take, like, take notice of those things and just go after them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that, that can't talk, can't even say it. That's incredible. I mean, it's, um, the mindset shift of that right there is what people struggle with and they just go through life thinking so one day they're going to win the lottery or one day they're going to, something's going to fall in their lap. And, um, but you know, we, that's probably what social media does too, is it gives people this sense of they only see the success that people have or the, the perception of success. And then they don't really see the, that everybody goes through crap. Everybody goes through this or that, or, and sometimes it's worse than other people. And it, it's just a matter of how you deal with it and how you can overcome that. Um, and, you know, having those conversations with yourself, like you're talking about that self therapy is, is super key. Um, because if you can't do that, no one's going to be there every day, every waking hour to walk you through or walk or hold your hand through anything. Um, you know, there's times that you may need more of, of support from other people, but more so you need to figure that out for yourself. You need to be able to self-assess and, and, and assess what's going on. Like there was a couple of times that people had told me, I know when I was, when I was working, I, I mean, I was always up early and I love coffee. So I'm drinking a lot of coffee. And this guy tells me that I'm, I'm addicted to coffee. He was mad at me. He was pissed. He, like I was the the trainer that was kind of training him and he, he didn't like me at all. So he told me that I was addicted to coffee. And even though like I disregarded it first, but then the more I thought about it, it, it ate at me so much that I was like, am I like, is that a thing? <laughs> um, but it's just, it's that, that concept of actually thinking about, Hey, in the moment, it, it, thinking about that process of, you know, can, you know, what can come of that? Am I addicted to this? Or because people say things maybe in, in, an, in a moment of anger or whatever, but maybe it's true. Maybe I do need to change something or whatever, especially with my wife. If she says something, even if it's out of anger or whatever, then I'm like, oh crap, maybe I do that too much. Or maybe that does hurt her feelings or you, know, you got to stop and think. And if people don't stop and think, they'll never change. And that's, that's the big part of it. That's what I got out of what you were saying. Um, but. Well, also on that note too, though, um, the art of projection is so real. Like when people lash out at other people, it's because of something that's going on internally with them and has nothing to do with the person that they're yelling at. And I've learned that a lot too. And that's how like nothing affects me. Cause I'm telling you, I'm always working on this positive like barrier. And so if somebody says something negative to me, I'm like, wow, you really shouldn't say that about yourself because I really feel like they're talking about themselves because they are, because there's something internal going on that they're pissed about or upset about and they're just lashing out and they're just projecting their problems onto other people. And so I'm just like, oh, that has nothing to do with me. So I'm not affected. So, <laughs> so sorry. And, and that's the problem with, with our communication. I mean, with in business and marriage and family, I mean, we, we we put other, we put our stress on other people by what we say. And if you're doing that, you're, you're desensitizing the, that connection of communication 
and it's just there's no there's no communication being had there may be some verbal exchange but there's no actual true honest communication and you'll never build the relationship because I've, I've dug into this a lot i'm actually digging into more of it and, and getting to more of the communication side but you know early on me and my wife is like she always told me like we're not communicating we don't we don't talk enough i'm like we talk every day like we talk about the kids we talk about the job we talk about this and and but that wasn't enough like there was something missing there and kind of what i've come to, to realize now is that's that honest communication was we never we weren't building our relationship we were just talking about the day-to-day -day stuff i mean i mean you know some of the story of, of how we kind of got together we met at ranger before we transferred to tarleton and you know had a had our oldest daughter right at the beginning of of going to tarleton and so we jumped into the that, that life really quickly and it's been a non-stop thing but so finally kind of sitting back and going okay how do we grow our relationship and you got to have more of a deeper conversation and that means you have to eliminate that um like that anger that you put on other people because of what's going on in yourself like you were saying you have to if you can keep yourself from reacting to their comments and like if she says you know i hate it when you do this and then you bow up and get self-defensive and get mad there's no conversation there there's just aggravation and then y'all walk away pissed at each other and so you got to dig into like you you kind of talked or i mean earlier when talking about the why ask yourself why six seven times and you'll figure out where the you'll get deeper into that communication that's that's a a big key in relationships and business and everything like that but um i've been digging into that a lot lately if you can't tell yeah no i love it ego gets in the way a lot <laughs> ego and pride yep <laughs> um so what are your what are your future goals with your business with your your personal development what are you looking for looking forward to yeah so um one of my biggest goals is uh with my with my team of women that i help lead um a really 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 big goal and i kind of almost like want to throw up saying it but uh, i want us to be a million dollar team so like um, that means millions of dollars of product helping all these fabulous people across the U.S. globally. Um, I want to be able to help more women across the U.S. and globally. Like, I want to help at least one woman in every single state because I think that by what I do, helping that one person, then she then shares it with her even five friends and they're sharing that information with five more people. And I just think it's something that can just literally spider web out to where more women are becoming more confident in their own bodies in and out of the bedroom. And I think it's something that's so important. Um, and then like kind of more personally, like I definitely like a goal, <laughs> a goal of mine is the lake house on Possum Kingdom. Cause I love that lake and a condo in Jamaica because I had a blast there when we went to Jamaica. So um, I want to be able to, have places for my family to come and enjoy and uh, my family's been a huge support of mine so like I just try to give back as much as I can with experiences I'm very experience driven yeah absolutely um but the you know the sad thing with those with experiences like that they cost money so <laughs> you gotta kind of build the back end on that to, to make that happen but 
No, I love the, yeah. I love the goal. You, you said it's a big goal, but um, I don't know if you read the book. I can't remember the name or anything, but I know the guy that, that talks about it. He talks about it being a BHAG. It's the big, hairy, audacious goal. And um, just you got to have something that's, that's out there that, that big and that, that audacious because you or you won't go after anything other than your small stuff. And so, like you said, it's got the vision, that those huge goals that you want to, to attain. Um, and, but I like that. I mean, so now, but now you're on camera, so you have to do it or on, on recorded, I guess. I was like, whoa, 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 no, no visual. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, you're, you're recorded now. So you have to, um, you have to go get it now. I know. I know. And now it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else would you add? What else do you want to want people to know about you or your business or how you kind of came to the success that you have and um, that type of thing? Um, so I guess, <laughs> I think this is kind of weird to say, but I think that if anybody wants to be successful in anything that they're doing, you kind of have to get psycho about it. <laughs> um, I know it sounds crazy, but you should be psycho about it. And another word for psycho could just be like passionate, like whatever. But <laughs> but the other night I was literally like after I did this one I'm about to tell you I was just like oh my god Cheney you're kind of psycho but I was like is there something I can listen to while I'm sleeping to get subliminal messages that are about like success and growth and wealth and like I kid you not there is so much on YouTube that it's like an eight hour video recording and like there's like subliminal messaging in it to give you like <laughs> so like you're getting this like doses of like wealth and success affirmations while you're sleeping and I was like wow Cheney you're kind of you're kind of crazy but I think that's how you I think that's how you should be to be successful like if if it's something that you can't stop thinking about it's a priority to you it's something that means a lot to you and I'm always thinking about my next move I'm always thinking about what I need to be doing and I mean some people might not want to think that way but like that's what it kind of takes to be successful. You like, how yeah. bad do you want it? Like how hungry for it are you? Um, CT, uh, CT or CT Thomas. Um, he said, you know, like when you want success as bad as you need to breathe, that's when you know that you want it bad. And yeah. I think that's, that's something that people need and like, and whatever platform that is. So whether it's women that are interested in doing what I'm doing, or if maybe they are just wanting more confidence like for to contribute to their family because that's huge like i'm obviously about women empowerment just because i think that when women can uh contribute to their family financially if it's or if it's a single mom that is supporting their their kids on their own or just a young single woman or anybody that wants to afford the extras like i love that i can help them get to that point if they're willing to put in the work yeah. um, and that's the thing i always say i can help you I can help you build a successful business. I can't build it for you. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, just the same in my business is, you know, I, I kind of, I started it in November of last year, right after I lost the job, but I had to have some sort of supplement to cover my uh, normal bills. And so I started another job and, you know, the more I got into it, the more it was, it was going to be more, it would take more of my time. And so I was like, but I really love the passion for my own business. So I actually switched and I'm doing kind of working nice now so that I can work my business during the day. 
and people think I'm I'm nuts because you know four days a week I only work I only I'm working on four hours of sleep max and so but it's only it's, it's for a season it's it's a it's a short span of you know a year maybe that probably not even that long but it's a short span that I've got to work and do it do it this way um, and people still think like oh, you're working I mean I'm working 50 60 hours a week on my business and I'm not getting paid much at all at the moment but I know it, it'll come down down the line and people just can't fathom that um, they, they can't they don't want to put in that work without getting the return um, but you know what's the other option I go to work for the state and I have a stable job <laughs> you know that that's the mentality is so I'll just kick back and do whatever I want um, have, a, have a safe and easy job and not have to worry about it and, but then they're not fulfilled because they're not doing what they really wanted to do so you know, it's like what they say, like, choose your hard, like being broke is hard, but also like getting out of your comfort zone could be hard or getting a little bit of sleep can be hard, but like choose your hard, which hard do you want? Uh, yeah. Cause like nothing about it is ever going to, like, I would never say it's going to be easy. It can be simple, but it's not going to be easy. Like you still have to make the time. You have to put the time in. And I literally, I'm not going to lie though. If people are ever listening to this and like, but I literally don't have the time. I literally don't. Cause I hear it all the time. I'm like, okay, you can get at least a little bit of work done while you're on the toilet. You can wake up 30 minutes earlier and go to, go to bed 30 minutes later. You just added a whole other like two hours to your day. I just made that appear for you. You're welcome. Like, yeah. you know, so like it, I mean, there is time. It's just, do, are you willing to find it? Are you willing to cut out the Netflix, cut out the scrolling on Facebook for hours? Like, look at all those little things that are taking up your time that aren't producing any results or any income. Yeah. So what are you, um, do you watch anything other than the YouTube stuff? Like, do you um, get involved with Netflix type shows and movies and stuff like that? How much of that do you do? Um, so I don't pay for cable. I do have Netflix because <laughs> I literally just don't watch TV enough to have like cable or pay for like dish or whatever yeah. the providers are. Uh, I do have Netflix, but most of the time, like I, I am watching like some like documentaries or something. There's actually a lot of like, um, sex positive documentaries on Netflix. That I like watching just to have like more research. There's a lot of things in my field that like my clients are watching and it's starting it's starting this topic or discussion such as like when 50 shades of gray came out it opened the conversation and gave permission gave women permission to be interested in that to talk about it like it was becoming less taboo so there's actually several movies on netflix right now that are like being talked about so i'm like i gotta watch those so that i know what my clients are talking about um but I still have my like shows that I like watching here and there that I'm just like, Oh, a new episode came out. Uh, and I'll treat myself to those, but it's very minimal. I might watch like an episode like every other night or something, but it's not like all night for like three hours where Netflix is like, are you still watching? <laughs> no, that's, and that's where I'm that. at. Uh, we have, we have Netflix and stuff um, for mainly for the kids. I mean, they watch more than than anybody, and I end up I end up soaking in more Disney and more kids shows than anything. Um, it was funny. I was sitting at work one day, and they were playing a song on the on the speakers, and I started humming it. And I was like, 
how do I know this song? And then it comes up, it was on Moana. And I was like, so it was Moana is great though. Yeah, it was fun. But no, I think that's, that's a big um, key part of it. Cause it, you know, you have to realize you only have so much time in a day. And yes, you know, people say, well, I don't have enough time. I can't find the time. And well, you can find time to do the things you want to do. And so if you want to, if you want to do X, you're going to find the time to do X. But we tend to feel ourselves, or, or that's our excuse. You know, we want to, to own our own business. We want to be at the success level that you're at, but we don't want to do the seven years of work that it took you to get here um, and take the time out of our day to do the little steps, you know, seven years ago to, to begin that process of building that foundation, building the, um, the business from, from point A to or from you know that first step but um but like you said you can always find time like you know t two months ago i said well i couldn't find 50 hours a, a week to work on my business well i found it because i'm like it's going to give me the ability to be flexible and work wherever i'm at i can you know just like yesterday i took a whole day and went i mean with my family it was my birthday and we went and spent the whole day together so and you know, we, we homeschool, so it makes it even more, you know, flexible that way. Because um, otherwise, I'd have been in school, I'd have been in my day job, but, I, you know, I couldn't have done all that. So, um, kind of getting a taste of some of that now, but it's just allowing us to really realize, hey, you can find the time, you can do it. You just got to take it one step at a time and just don't stop. Just keep yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that don't stop is important. and And also not comparing, like, your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 13 but then also realizing that just because it took someone this amount of time to accomplish something whether it was a long time or a short time whatever it's all relative so like whatever's relative to you but like realize that like it you could get it faster or it may take a little bit longer like it just all depends and just be okay with whatever that process is because everybody's on a different journey and your journey is what makes you perfect for the people that you're going to help in the future. Like all your experiences that you have are what make you relatable to other people. And it's all so important for your own journey. So like it, the, the comparison is a thief of all joy. So just don't compare. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in the finance world, Rachel Curry's has the, the book that says live your, live your life, not theirs. And it's all about comparison. You're trying to, you know, the, the whole idea of buying the car so that the guy next to you at the stoplight sees it, but then you drive home and you've got this crappy house and, you know, you're falling apart everywhere else. And it's just that we do things so that we can compare to people or so that people will look at us like we're better than we are. And that's, that just, that's destroying lives faster than anybody. Um, and I'm sure that's a big, a big push in the suicide rate of they're, they, they're trying to compare themselves to other people and they're not meeting their expectations or they're not meeting what they think of the success of those people are uh, because of what Facebook or social media has, has um, portrayed. But um, that's, and you just got to go back to loving yourself and love who you are and then run with that. Your experiences are your experiences and nobody else's. So um, take them and, and run with it. But, um, Absolutely. Awesome conversation. I love it. I could, I could go on for hours. Um, I, that's, that's one thing I've found more of myself, like probably not as much in college. 
because I was just kind of the quiet guy sitting in the back or whatever. But I I found that I do like to talk, <laughs> and I talk a lot more now. Um, my wife always says that I'm the talker in the family, and so I she's always like quiet and you know kept to herself, and I'm like I'll, I just I can't stop like just the conversation never ends, but it's all it's always about this type of stuff i don't typically talk about the weather for you know whatever for for hours i can talk about this but not you know that type of stuff so it's it's more of a meaningful kind of conversation to it or it's about the business or whatever but anyway um so how can how can people find you get a hold of you um i guess just kind of go through your all of those areas that people can can find you on. Yeah. So on Facebook, I am Cheney Kaufman on Instagram. I am at the sunshine CEO and my website is just the sunshine CEO.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me again. Uh, it's been a pleasure for sure. And, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to have you on again when you're, when you've met some of those other goals. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing and hopefully it helps some people, gives them, shed some light. Let them Absolutely. know that it's plenty of real people out here doing the dang thing. Absolutely. Started, I mean, seven years ago and um, neither one of us probably thought where, where, where we would be by now, but um, you got to keep the grind though. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you.